0: Hello and welcome to the Gossip Stone Podcast, where we cover the Ocarina of Time randomizer. We focus primarily on racing and the competitive scene, as well as various other related topics for the community as a
1: whole. Today's hosts are me, Soto. Hi, I'm Yoshi Kion, and joining us for the first time today, we have uh, the newest host, for the Gossip Stone. Hello, I'm the doctor. I'm Ted Doctor, hi. <laughs> Alrighty, and on today's episode, we'll be following on from something we started a couple of weeks back with the strats discussion, tricks and optimizations, little speed ups and shortcuts you can use throughout uh randomizer seed. Today, we'll be focusing more on the overworld as well as anything that's come up since we did the dungeons episode. And of course, as always, we'll be talking about the weekly races from the last week, as well as any of the season three tournament races that have happened since the last episode.
2: But before that, a quick shout out to Shadow for behind the scenes tech, editing, uh, sound checks, etc, cetera, et cetera. Uh He will also be taking the next two to three weeks off, I believe, uh, where I will be the one doing his role behind the scenes.
0: Yeah, it's a very big help out to us on the um, podcast so thank you for that uh but first we we'll be covering the rando recap so the weeklies for the past weekend starting off with the na weekly uh man this was a this was a seed for it, sure it definitely was
2: uh i had to watch the weeklies today actually just to prepare for this and I remember getting to, like, I think around hour and a half, maybe two-hour mark, and noticing the only thing that any of the runners had left to find was DINs. <laughs> and, oh boy! Uh, I, I fast-forwarded, just trying to figure out where it was so I could finish washing. and, like, an hour, hour and a half later, oh, it shows up. Uh, where things tend to show up when you don't want them to be there, uh, in the deepest of Deep Fire... In the compass
0: chest. It's always the compass chest. Stone fire, yeah, it's by the way. Not the deepest of fire, but it's, you know, pretty bad overall. Uh, the, the hammer for access to that check, too, because uh, it was, I think you were hammer locked out of there as far as keys were concerned. Uh, it was in stone forest, so this is deep stone fire for the dense fire, and you had to go to... I guess it was right there. It was the first check in Stone Forest, but uh, assuming you don't just bail immediately, uh, you do some number of checks after that, maybe clear the courtyard, realize you probably should use this hammer for something and go from there. But awkward uh, of Time was Bolero the Seed, so not remotely needed at all. Um, yeah, just kind of gross, the Once you punch of two stone dungeons, dungeons having uh, one item that you actually need
2: yeah and the funniest thing about where the hammer was it it was the very first chest in forest so and I believe it was also a stone forest so when the runners got there to check Minuet Song which I think was ZL uh, if I remember correctly uh, they walked in there with pharaohs and magic they hooked up into the dungeon drop pharaohs and then warp away no one got that check
1: until at least an hour later (laughs) Oh, yikes. It's kind of crazy, because everything else was just, you know, completely en route. It's Kakariko, Way of the Heroes, dungeon progression, etc. And so, like you say, you end up with this situation where an hour, an hour and a half in you're like, yeah, I'm only missing one item, and then another hour and an hour and a half in you're like, still missing this one item, where is it?
0: Check your stone dungeons, people! (laughs) Yeah, what a jet seed. Wow, wow. <laughs> An hour later, he's just like, no. <laughs> what happened?
2: Yeah. It's what we always say. It, you check your dungeons, they density, right? But no one ever wants to check stone dungeons. And we all fall into that trap all the time.
0: Yeah, and Bomb of the Well was also just straight required for the seed. You had to get the scale from there, only for the mirror shield on the lake dive. This child's uh, pretty trolly as well, but pretty much everything else as far as items are concerned so like we kind of mentioned uh, an hour and hour and a half into the seed uh it was all basically in a way the hero area or a dungeon so it's all pretty on the way hovers were sphere zero adult cac so nothing really to trip up a lot of people at least early on in the seed
2: yeah and the required scale in the well i'm trying to remember where the iron boots were i want to say gtg but i might be wrong so, like, maybe not hard required, but, you know, logically. But, yeah, overall, not the worst seed except for the Dense Fire, which was hilarious if you're watching it. Not not so much if you're playing, just if you're watching.
0: And first place was Lowe's. Uh, had a time of 2.54.20, so every seed comes sub-3. Yeah. Even this one. <laughs>
2: yeah, we were joking about that. Uh, I sometime in season two i guess where we would uh, start thinking that someone would start saying oh every seat can sub three now we're starting to see that like Mm -hmm. even the trolliest seat like this it's well really not the trolliest that Randall bot can get but it's
1: still a good example definitely an impressive finish there as well i know those are someone who you know has kind of been around in a lot of the races but this is definitely a first big big result there so great to see
2: yep and i guess that's a good transition to move on to the eu weekly uh super super ridiculously bottlenecked seed if you watched this or played it so it, it wasn't it didn't feel terribly bad at first like uh you go into adult one you're, you're gonna notice the bomb bag on the graveyard ledge you just got a scale out of Empa's house so, you think ahead. Okay, you're going to route on getting a bean if you think you need it. If you don't find the long shot or boomerang, go back for that bomb bag. Except you're not getting anything else in this opening round. Like, eh, I think there was a strength or something, and maybe a couple other small things, but it was pretty much the scale in the bomb bag. And a uh, early long uh, hook shot somewhere... I don't recall off the top of my head. What, was it Richard? Yeah, Richard. You had to dip into a stone... No, sorry, a medallion shadow uh, without the ability to finish it. There was no bow available yet, no long shot. The long shot was in shadow to go across the wasteland to get ZL, to come back and beat Shadow. <laughs> and it only got kind of worse from there uh the first logical bow ended up being in the well which locked rudo's letter on shoot the sun also next to it in the well was a scale which locked uh hovers in the lab dive (laughs) so just all kinds of like I wouldn't say spaghetti logic, but it's jumping all over the place in this seed. It's not really nice for any kind of routing. And yet we still have the first place finish, sub 230 even, Sora X64 finished at 229.52 with this seed.
1: I think the big thing with this one was there are so many opportunities to isolate your requirement, like required items. So water was a medallion, and you could beat water without a bow. But if you did that, then you weren't getting Shoot the Sun. So, and Lake Hylia was way of the hero, but by that point, they've all pretty much got the hovers. Everyone's going to have the hovers from Lab Dive there to get the long shot from Shadow. Yeah, in, so, regards, yeah. Uh,
2: in regards to water, I remember Liam Six on Restream. He was the first one to go to GTG to get the irons and went, I think, straight to water from there. And it was
1: a really early... Or was it a really early boss G? It was reasonably early. I don't. It was definitely not bow locked. I remember that much. Yeah, it was reachable. That's all I remember. Uh, without the bow, which
2: was, <laughs> considering where the long shot was, it wasn't the friendliest thing to have happen. Because like, sure you can dip it, get your boss key, but <laughs> you you never want to go in there without the long shot to begin with, or especially without other things that'll help you finish the dungeon like the bow. And it it just wasn't the nicest thing. I don't think they had Song of Time either when they went there. Because I remember at least one or two of the runners getting to the Darkling chest. And then uh, either save warping to the
0: dungeon or just warping out. That bow and bomb of the well was only locked by a single key. It was on the pit locked chest. Um, or the the pits locked chest. Um, but other than that, yeah, like Yoshi mentioned, Way of the Hero Lake. But there's two items there. It was way to hear a shadow as well, but light arrows were there as well as Zora Tunic before long shot. Mm-hmm. So just going to all these places without ZL just kind of overall is really uh, awkward to kind of route in because you, you felt like you were just going to miss a bunch of stuff while, while doing that. But uh, large portion of the checks in the seed kind of required that. So it wasn't didn't actually turn out to be that bad. And uh, a note here about Sora's route as, as well uh, he actually got boomerang before the bomb bag.
1: So oh, right. Yeah, no, we didn't even too. <laughs> we didn't even mention the boomerang on the lens game, which is something that a lot of people skip. It's kind of a slow check. It's you know a little bit out of the way sometimes, but yeah, that's kind of crazy considering the lens was in Dodongo's cavern, which was a stone. Was there
2: a market way of the hero in this seed?
1: I don't think so. No. Yeah. so what he what he
0: did though is he did deku start into i think open grotto owl or something like that or i think he did open grotto owl to three song do deku among three among the three song routes so then you get magic you get your strength from the field grotto uh severe zero and yeah. then you get lens from i think going to dc and then he immediately rushed like treasure chest game among some other things like uh in the child market check so yeah, i mean he did bomb bowling as well as a uh, treasure chest game because sons was on saris so it was all pretty much there um hmm. yeah got the bomb bag
2: sounds like it was uh it, it's one of those situations where it's not like the exactly most common route everyone's gonna take but the people who do take it in that order are gonna be very reward it's kind of like getting something like a serious song if you rush adult one and then like skull kid having something when you're doing three song that it just opens up the season the way that it did and it let him it sounds like it led him to his first place finish
1: yeah absolutely a couple of really strong finishes in those weeklies right season three tournament matches so boy (laughs) We only have a couple of matches this time around. Uh There is a note firstly, so uh, ATZ has chosen to drop out the tournament, um, lack of motivation basically, which, fair enough. I, I, I think it would be reasonable to say a few of us saw this coming. Um, does mean that Namaha will move on to face Zef in Loser's Bracket in the next round there.
2: Yep, and uh, after that we have a Loser's Bracket match. Uh, happened earlier last week keizo versus Mean Mido and this this was a jet seed this is a very friendly looking jet seed for the most part uh keizo ended up winning it at 2 12 46 only about 10 minutes ahead of Mean Mido in the end um there were it, it didn't look like a jet seed at first because we were getting a bunch of uh big items on some really nasty looking hints uh, hammer was on shoot the sun of all things uh boomerang was on 30 skulls there was a sphere zero strength on skull mask uh not nice but i mean they were all hinted relatively early the one thing that kind of i'd say was probably the deciding factor in the end besides like minor execution and routing differences was a rudo's letter that was found in a way that the hero grew on City. And that's not what was Way of the Hero in Goron City. It was like a bomb bag on Link the Goron or something, but it ended up sending Mean Mido to turn in the Rudos for a stone Jabu, kind of late in the seed as child before he went back adult. And that time difference, him checking the river, domain on the way, I think even child fishing at some point, uh, is that alone just put a gap between them. And when the go mode was found in spirit temple that was kind of it there was no real coming back from that
1: yeah i think it's been one of the big discussions at least that i've been kind of hearing lately is you know how much people pick up things along the way and how many on route checks do you actually want to do because yeah you want to do checks while you're near them but at the same time they all take time you know you're not they're not completely risk-free
2: yeah and skull mask is one of those checks that just takes a ton of time where queso uh, opted to go for that strength in child one and it it gave a little bit of extra efficiencies who is adult one route that just gave him a little bit of an edge as the seed went on off the yeah. top of my head i think those are the only two things that really made a difference it was that strength and the uh, mido following the rudo's letter
1: yeah it's kind of the way it goes with jet seeds sometimes where one or two small decisions or you know just making the right call at the right time can be that deciding factor and in this case it yeah it seems like it absolutely was uh that
2: pretty much. Fairly straightforward seed there. Uh, now, the next one. <laughs>
1: yeah. Just to note that Keizo will move on to face the winner of Mr. Martin or Solly in the next round. So. Which has yet to be scheduled as far as we know.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, the next race is... Oh wow, this was... This was this something. Was, this was fun to watch. <laughs> so, losers bracket again. Cola versus Sea Falcon. And the seed started off so open-ended they got bombs they got hookshot they had like a really good selection of songs uh i think and then it kind of dried up for a bit kolo ended up going over to gtg so we found a hookshot in zora's river way of the hero and then i think for about 30 minutes nothing showed up Kola eventually goes over to GTG, finds the hammer, the mirror shield and the magic. Magic is locked by either strength two or a bow, both of which are still missing. From that point on, there is maybe an almost an hour of nothing. It gets to the point where they're both down to a handful of checks, we're talking single digit options left, and they both end up going into deep fire.
2: Yeah, I remember you guys on the comms were constantly mentioning. I think it was Cola that had the Sully tracker up, mm-hmm. where you could see the number of checks, and I think it was like down to two or three by the end.
1: At one point, Cola, I remember when Cola entered Fire, he had nine, and seven of those were chests in Fire, so some number of those were going to be keys. The other ones were the vanilla bow chest in Forest and chickens which we'd seen sea falcon do and it was nothing so it was deep fire or it was bow chest those were our options
2: yeah bow chest by the way taking din's into account to melt no wait sorry
1: i'm getting ahead of myself yeah it could have been if bow chest was a key then it would have put the falling ceiling into logic as well as it was deep fire had their first bow and strength two and din's fire So they take their bow, they have a Market Way of the Hero, which we know is either Lens Game or Big Pose, everything else has been dead. And they get Ruto's letter on Big Pose. Jabu's a stone, Ice Cabin is 100% Requiem by this point, also for a stone. It's... it's seeming terrible, we have no idea where the lens is. Follow through into Forest, and immediately find the lens.
2: Yeah, okay. and that that was a medallion four, so no one's going to miss that lens. Just go there right after you get the bow. And then we're down to two items for go mode, long shot and light arrows, which seems to be a recurring pair.
1: Nope. So follow, obviously you follow the way of the hero letter and it leads to light arrows in the ice cavern. Okay, so now everything's open ended, but all because fire had so much. Wait, wait, the, wait hold on, hold on. <laughs> Don't forget what was outside Ice Cavern. (laughs) So there was a boomerang outside Ice Cavern, (laughs) sat waiting on the iceberg, as always. Light arrows in Ice Cavern. So the letter already way the hero, that makes sense. But then suddenly, because all of these items appeared one after the other, after the other, we've got Shadow, we've got Spirit, we've got the rest of GTG, we've got Stone Jabu, I guess. As it played out they both did spirit first and then falcon had opened the gate and cola hadn't so falcon goes to gtg while cola goes to shadow and i think falcon at this point was basically playing like avoiding shadow by that stage assuming cola had gone there earlier or would have gone there straight away and was playing like the next best play each time as it is the long shot was on the floor master at the end of shadow (laughs) right at the end they knew it wasn't all dungeons because they had a hint for the right hand of the colossus so spirit was long shot locked but that was about the only thing they knew um and just to really top it all off after going into deep fire for their first bow for their all of their strength two and dins all of which were logically required there they find out that 30 skulls was a bow but the both of the hints for it were bow locked
2: yeah one of them i believe was uh, next to Jabu Ice Cavern, and the other was the Storm Grotto at the castle, which was on all dungeons.
1: So, yeah, as it as it came down to it, it's that early bottleneck into the sudden, suddenly wide open seed. And Kola made the right call, comes out with a three hundred four finish, and we'll move on to face the loser of. What the Hell's Happened versus Engineer.
2: Which is happening tomorrow, if I remember correctly.
1: Right. So for the record, recording Monday, release Wednesday. So by the time this episode is out, the race will have happened. We'll cover that one next week. Yes. And
0: for our main topic this week, uh, strategies and optimizations part two. Uh, We'll be covering a lot of the overworld stuff that we kind of just lost over maybe the last time that we uh covered strategies optimizations for randomizer um so yeah we'll be everything outside of dungeons this week
1: and then a few dungeon things that have come up since then basically oh sure yeah starting i guess right at the start of the game kokiri forest There's only really one thing in Kikiri Forest. There's not much optimization to be done in Kikiri Forest. There's not a lot of stuff, but... It's
2: it's probably the place that's been done to death the most in any speedrun category.
0: I mean... (laughs) I mean, just look at Ace, but yeah.
1: Yeah, I wasn't going to say it, but... (laughs) But there is something that's come up a lot recently, which is the Deku Tree hints, picking up the right side hint from the front. Um... There's not really much to say about this one other than it's quite a precise jump. Just basically practice it a few times, learn the positioning, and figure out how far you can go before you fall off, and hop before that.
2: Yeah, uh, Basically, we're all used to going around the back of the Deku tree, jumping over the roots to get to the second Stone. This one goes from the front of the Deku, like you'll get the one on the left first, and then you'll go for the one on the right from the front, which uh, is difficult.
1: I think this was timed, and optimally, it's like three to four seconds faster. Yeah, if you don't fail the first attempt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, assuming both are done optimally, yeah.
0: To me, it's not something that I would normally use in a scene, unless I'm feeling like extra confident or I've been drinking or something, like, you know. <laughs> like it, it's exactly like the jabu the switch that you can get without the box like you can do it but if you fail the first time you just you just feel so bad and then I you think like what I...
1: I think it's one of those things where if you go in and practice it to the point that you can do it consistently then it's great but if you haven't practiced it and you're just like oh i'll see if i can do this then you're probably losing time
2: yeah uh whenever you're trying to learn this strat it It's basically just making sure when you line up the side hop to go to the next route the seam is really muddy just because of the texture on the deco tree it's all like this brown (laughs) it's a tree but uh it's really hard to see where exactly link is going to fall off before you side hop and as long as you get kind of close to that it's not like the most precise thing but it's precise enough that it's going to be frustrating to try to learn it first and with that, we move on to the next trick we have on our list here: uh, Sacred Forest Meadow, the glitchless jump setup, which uh, is the alternative to not having a hookshot scarecrow combination or a bomb back to do a ground jump. Mm-hmm.
1: I I guess the setup for this one is just a case of like, the videos out there. will include the link to all of the videos and all of the strats that we've mentioned in both this one and the previous episode. Uh, For those that don't know, the glitchless jump is, effectively, you stand at the edge of the water, you angle slightly to the side, and you can jump up to where the hints are at the top, and the setup just lets you get perfectly in position for that without having to jump in the water, so it's that little bit faster to get there.
2: Of course, if you kind of miss it a little, you're probably going to fall in the water, but Mm.
1: fair warning. And then, yeah, worst case scenario, you just climb out the water and should be in the right place, but as an early adult addict uh i use this all the
0: time so uh i love practicing it i love using it and and seeds uh it's very useful and you save time over checking the hints as child in case you get a good warp song later on
2: yeah this is something i i definitely used a lot uh late season two and even now occasionally when i uh decide to stay adult one as long as i can to get both bolero and minuet if you don't have a bomb bag you're gonna have to know this jump if you want to get all the way to minuet is the thing
1: mm-hmm. yeah Alrighty, righty gerudo valley gerudo valley is one of probably the bigger overworld areas in a weird way not because there's a lot to do but because people don't like going there as child anymore so it's weird so weird <laughs> we'll just do it all as adult it's fine uh so the first thing is that you can check the crate as adult there's a couple of different ways to do this uh the one that i've personally always found easiest is lining up against the bridge post hop left twice backflip twice turn around chew and if you just immediately shield drop it it blows up the crate
2: yeah there, there's there's a few alternatives to this setup but that that's The one we're going to link with all these other setups. Uh, Getting to the item, if you see that it's something you need, is a different story, however, and there's a couple different uh, jump setups to get to it with hover boots. Mm -hmm. I haven't tried either of these myself yet, so.
1: They're quite precise. Um, Ideally, you have, you know, the long shot and you can just jump down on the other side and, I guess, reload the area, jump down on the other side, hookshot the crate. But failing that, yeah, you can do this hover. And there's a recoil method and a side hop method. Both are quite precise. This is going to be another case of, if you want to learn them, watch the videos, I guess.
2: Also, you're usually racing, so reloading and long shotting could be slow. If you yeah. have hovers and want to do the faster
0: method, uh, you have options. Mm-hmm. If you're in like a one v one setting especially and you know the other person definitely doesn't know the strategy and you want to practice it before the match, it's it's a good one to know. Um mm-hmm. and in case this kinda of pops up. Uh speaking of, once you get down there, uh you can actually recoil. Oh I mean everyone knows you can recoil there as child. Just, you know, match stick I guess and you can get back down to the lower part of valley where the cow is and the the bean plot. No, I guess the hint and the item check, but um but you can also recoil it as an adult with master sword Uh, it's pretty much the same thing kind of the same position mostly uh the only real difference is that it's about three frames later than child which is kind of a weird yeah it's a bit of a weird uh gap if you're not used to it because it's just everyone is
2: taller the yeah swing arc Mm -hmm. is different
1: it's about (laughs) It's one of those things where if you're doing a recoil as a child, it's pretty much you back walk off the edge, and as soon as you see that you've started falling, you just hit the stick, jump. Great. You landed on the edge. As adult, you kind of want to wait, like, not even half a second. Like, you just hesitate for, like, a moment, and then do the jump slash, and... Yeah, land on that edge. Go grab your hint and your waterfall.
2: So, uh, kind of question relevant to this. If you're crazy enough at routing that you would have a bean when you come here as a child and for some reason not have gotten the box and you planted a bean down there, would the bean carry you back up to the top? Like, what's your strategy for getting back up if you need to? I... (laughs) Do you just go all the way
1: around? I've done it before where I've done this and I've gone over to, like, Fortress quite early and done this kind of stuff. And my strategy for getting back up to the top is to stand near the Octorok at the bottom until I die.
0: <laughs> well, whatever works. We're just saving Fortress or GTG. Those are pretty good options as well, but...
1: Right, saving in GTG is probably the uh, the actual real answer to that one. Saving in GTG, come out, check the crate, check the waterfall, reset back up if there's nothing. Mm-hmm.
2: Speaking of Gerudo area tricks, the next ones on our list are crossing Haunted Wasteland without any items to help you do so. Uh, both forwards and backwards setups are included in this list. And uh, I mean, you, if you've done this before, you might be familiar with like going up to the left side, using C up to line up. Uh, this
1: is just an alternative way of doing that yeah I think the one we're linking here is an easier method to learn it's it's one of those things I think where if you're already familiar with it do what you're comfortable with this one is like an easier option and I think they're about the same speed as each other I haven't timed it personally probably should but it's a very easy setup it's almost impossible to get this wrong
2: yeah and that's helped in large part because with this setup once you get to the other side of the quicksand river you have a lot more of a leeway to stop moving before you void out and you're probably never going to void out using this strategy Mm -hmm. whereas if you go over to the left and see up you have i guess half a second at best depending on your angle to prevent yourself from voiding out uh in the wasteland and just resetting
1: yeah the backwards method on the other hand has almost no risk whatsoever no matter how you do it there's apparently i think there's a few different ways to do this but the main one that i think i tend to see now is you go up to the left crate left from gerudo fortress area um lock on as you climb onto it and then that's your angle basically
2: yeah there's a slightly similar it's almost identical using the middle crate as well but the video we're linking has the
0: left crate
1: <laughs> and then it's just a case of back walk across the quicksand and again loads of freedom on the other end both these
0: tricks are really really good to know i would definitely recommend out of any of these tricks these are probably two of the ones that add the biggest difference to seeds in in my, in my opinion
1: Yeah, I I agree.
0: Uh, Pairing this with being
2: able to cross the wasteland without the lens when you get to that part, uh, just one of the great... uh, I I hesitate to say beginner tricks to know, but it should be up in your list of tricks to learn when you start playing Rando, just because of how useful being able to cross the wasteland is.
1: Yeah, it feels like this is that difference between the kind of newer players who are getting used to the mechanics, and then this is like that step up to the mid-level where you're learning the tricks and you're trying to optimize things because going over forwards to get that song earlier than you're meant to is really important and being able to get to Gerudo fortress and gtg without by just having requiem is really important so both of these are super valuable to kind of make that step up
0: yeah Fair a bit of warning though with using them, uh you are going pretty massively out of logic so unless you are very sure or at least you know pretty confident that uh the item that's actually required is not too deep into the seed, uh you won't be like, you know, incredibly far forward in the logic uh, more than you're kind of meaning to.
2: Speaking of out of logic, the next trick on the list is flame storage and composer grave which uh is really it's a child only trick because it requires sticks obviously you can access this both as child and adult uh the video we're linking has it's the setup where you walk like into the green liquid backflip out of it to get the positioning for the door um it costs (laughs) more health than um, other setups because it does require you to go into the liquid, but it does give you the actual perfect part on the door to where you turn left, and then Link just walks straight into the torch with his lit stick during the door cutscene. Mm. Um, there's an alternative to this trick where you can use more of like the texture on the wall to tell you like when to pull out the stick instead of using the setup,
1: and side hop in a similar way to this. I think the thing I would say with this is that I, so I generally use the textures on the floor to pull out the stick, but the thing with this setup is that it gives you the position consistently on the door, which is one of the hardest parts of learning this trick is getting, getting the side hops through the acid is fairly simple, but it's so easy to kind of move around at the door and try and line up your position to be on the very edge of the door. And this just gives you the right position on the spot.
2: Yeah, the the real downside is though, if you're gonna use this this setup, you don't always have the health to do it, because <laughs> going through the the liquid extra times, you're going through it on the way to the song, you're going on it through it on the way back, you're going through it doing the setup. If you don't have a lot of health, it might help you to learn an alternate setup without using the without setting up in the green liquid but do realize you can easily risk losing more sticks to it
1: because lighting up on the door is harder. I also think in terms of where it's actually useful, more often than not, this is just a time saver. It's not a case of, oh, you go massively out of logic or find things wildly that you shouldn't have or whatever. Nine times out of 10, this is a case of, it's a check that you get slightly earlier than you should that probably won't do much. There are, of course, situations where you end up getting something like magic on this, and logically it's magic locked. Sure, in those cases it breaks the seed open.
2: Yeah, this... I hesitate to put it on the level of something like Goma, because B1 skip, I would say, is probably easier than this trick. But you're going... Out of logic, but it's still an item in your, well, like, an item that's very much in your path already doing other things. That you just learn one trick, you're never going to miss this as long as you at least have the sticks to do it. And mm-hmm. like Yoshi said, if it's something as big as magic, which this is a magic logically locked check, you just blew the seed wide open for yourself. Especially yeah. if it's something you're not meant to have for a while.
0: The green liquid as well is just recolored
1: lava, so (laughs) in case you didn't know. (laughs) My favorite thing about OOT is I've always thought it's like acid, but then like acid, lava, and spikes are all the same thing. So you put on a heat-resistant tunic and you're like immune to spikes. Oh yeah, you're good to go. (laughs) Alrighty, talking of heat resistance, I guess, Link the Goron. Everyone's favorite Goron tunic giver, I guess. (sighs) So there are... (laughs) I can't imagine many scenarios where this is useful, but it feels like we almost have to mention this. It's happened to me twice, personally, in solo seeds. This is a setup to do Link the Goron using Din's Fire. It's not in logic. It's very precise if you just try to do it on timing. Hence the setup for it the odds that you're gonna have din's fire and magic before you have a bow, bombs, strength have run out of or don't have bomb chews are ridiculously low but just in case it's needed this is a thing that's one of those things where you will not need this for 200 seeds but the one time it does come up that 201st it will absolutely just break everything again. Yeah, and this isn't
2: remotely in logic either. Like literally every other method you have to blow up those those bomb flowers, except I think bomb chews is counted in logic. So Mm -hmm. this is nice to learn. The one real problem with this is you're nowhere near a magic refill. So if for some reason you mess this setup up, you're kind of in trouble. Uh, if, especially if you're already low on magic going into Goron City.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: If you have Song of Storms, though. Yeah, go over to a Gossip Stone somewhere. Yeah, you could go to uh,
0: either the Maze. I mean, that, that's kind of far, but you could go to the Medigoron hit if that's already
1: open. I mean, at that point, you'll... But I guess at that yeah, point, you why are yeah. <laughs> I guess if you have a hammer, maybe, yeah. If you have hammer sure. and dins and no explosives, yeah. Just throw Just throw the
0: hammer at Link to Goron, man. I guess... <laughs> He's talking about that legendary hammer his dad
2: had. Uh, you know, he, he'll he'll respect the hammer, right? Yeah, he'll stop. Uh, anyway, speaking of Goron City, the next one we have here is spinning pot with Strengths. and this as well is... as spinning pot with bomb shoes. Which uh, I we're gonna do strength first, but I'm just looking forward to the chew and how
1: crazy it is so this is something that's definitely got a lot of people you know kind of up in arms recently it's a vanilla
2: strat get good (laughs) it's
1: i mean it's arguably not you can do it with bombs i i yeah so it is one of those things where it's kind of it's clunky timing it's very precise and the cues aren't great for it because the pot is mostly hidden from the point where you can see it so it's finicky i would say the setup for it is pretty useful it's very consistent is the main thing which you know is kind of the aim of all of these is to be able to do these things consistently there are a couple of different setups we've linked one that we had a good video for effectively they honestly all work about as well as each other so if this one doesn't work ask people in the community there are other videos around other setups around but the spinning pot with strength thing, I think, is one that a lot of people have kind of had a lot of issues with recently. Learning a setup for this, it's in logic, so maybe learning a setup for this is something where it helps keep things in check and just covers you from that fringe scenario where your first bomb bag is on the spinning pot.
2: Yep, and likewise doing this with bomb chews, Uh kind of a similar idea for this setup where uh, you're more timing your movement through the area as a whole. Um, you you light the uh, torches with you know with the deco stick or whatever as usual. You go back into Darunia's room to kind of reset the area, and with a series of side hops, rolls, and dropping the bomb tube at a precise spot, it will get in the pot with it moving around and explode with the right timing
1: and an alternative one as well from the Lost Woods where again similar sort of thing you reload the area so that you have consistent timing and just precise movements consistent setup yeah and... I,
2: I, I still think it's crazy that this works at all because it putting a bomb shoe into that pot is not something you're ever even as a random player going to intuitively think a uh, think is a thing that you can do at all but now, just knowing this is possible kind of is just mind-boggling.
1: It's actually a really interesting one as well, because if you... I, I, If by chance, you know, you've gone there as... You've done Adult Early, Goron City, you've opened up the Lost Woods shortcut, there are so many ways that you can come in here later and just immediately do it, and actually have it be the fastest way to do Spinning Pot. Not just... Without strength or without bomb bag, but actually just the fastest method because you've already got the pot spinning earlier or something, but you didn't have explosives at the time.
2: Yeah, uh... I'd say normally you're not even going to need any of these strat... Like, most of the time when you're going to Child Goron City, it's because you're already routing in all three, or or at least, like, two of the checks at the same time. Like, Mm -hmm. at least two of them. Um... There's a setup video, I think we should actually add this to the list, where um, you light the pot, get it spinning around, and you can drop a bomb chew to hit the rolling Goron up on the upper ledge and get a bomb in the pot at the same time.
1: Right, so there's a thing with spinning pot where you light the torches to get the the pot spinning, and then I think you can see up and shorten that cutscene as well, so just a thing that you don't really see very often, but comes into play it can save you a lot of time if you know it and do it consistently the last trick for goron city on the other hand is one that we see all the time i I, this is a far more common trick getting the leftmost goron maze chest with hover boots
2: yeah and this is probably the first of these strats you're gonna even try to come across like try to do on your own before you even know the others exist Uh, you get on the crate i haven't actually looked at the specific video we have here linked but you side hop a couple times just to give yourself momentum with the hover boots and then you just back walk and the backflip over the rock is a little more lenient if you do it this way Mm
1: -hmm. yeah you can either you build up speed beforehand either by hopping at the wall or back walking a little bit without the hovers before you put them on um the big things to be cautious with on this are firstly you can't get out of that corner again so if you have sun song that is the best way to root this in because you just come back out in goron city and continue on to wherever it is you're going crater lost woods whatever or a warp song or something preferably a warp song that is nearby like (laughs) Bolero. the alternative the other thing to keep in mind with this one is if you fail the backflip do not roll forwards towards the crate because it is so easy to roll into the crate and break mm-hmm. it <laughs> we've all done that oh yeah just just walk forwards climb back up and try again
2: oh i can stop my roll before i get to the crate. nope nope you're gonna mess
1: it up <laughs>
0: <laughs> just don't 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 even try And no, no speeding in the maze, only walking. Yep. Uh,
2: the next, uh, ones we have on this list are Zor's River. Uh, similar idea where hovers could be helpful, uh, and in fact are required for one of these tricks, but getting the heart pieces on the river with nothing. Uh, this, the lower one is rude
1: (laughs) because there are Octoroks everywhere. The lower one, there's two ways to do the lower one, and one of them is fairly precise, it's a C up and kind of jump into the wall. And for anyone who doesn't know, jumping slightly into a wall in Ocarina of Time pushes you further forwards because it tries to, it thinks you're basically moving through the wall and it tries to push you out, so it gives you more distance.
2: It's the same idea as the uh, jump in Fire Temple without hovers to get to the boss room. Mm.
1: Uh, But if you fail that jump for the lower heart piece, you can go up to the Gossip Stone near the grotto and jump down on like the platform just below it and then angle a very precise jump onto the corner of the one with the heart piece if the ox rocks don't hit you off
2: yeah uh (laughs) there was a weird time when i uh tried to go get all these early and i'll still do it kind of as a joke from time to time like before i go to adult cack (laughs) uh and i will usually only do this if i have a way to kill the octoroks well and i'll I'll, because you don't actually have to go up to where the gossip zone is to get on that lower platform you can just jump to it it's the jump from there to the heart piece that's the real tricky part Mm mm-hmm but the rocks are gonna mess you up man Yeah, <laughs> they hurt especially because you're usually doing this early you don't have a lot of health
1: mm-hmm. the upper one is absolutely free on the other hand in yes. comparison there's i think there's actually like three or four different setups i've seen for this there's one where you kind of you slowly walk left off the edge there's one where you crouch stab uh the one that i'm used to is the one where you get in the corner and backflip and whatever, but effectively what it does is it sets up your position in such a way that you grab the edge of the platform when you really shouldn't be able to.
2: Yeah, uh, if you've ever read the small optimizations guide that we have on the Discord, uh, you'll know that depending on where Link is in his walk cycle, he might actually jump a little bit farther, or not at all. He might have run into that situation every now and then where he just... He doesn't like to jump. Well, this is the other this is the opposite end of the spectrum where he will jump a little bit farther, and that's where the setup gets you in position to do. So he'll jump that little extra distance and grab that ledge. Mm-hmm. Of course, both of these are usually in logic with hover boots, which are used for our next trick, which are getting into Zora's
0: domain with just hovers and not ZL one also has a couple different setups for it uh the one i use is uh, i just saw what the hell's happened do it and maybe like a month or two ago it was in the sgl i think events and i i just like I, don't know, I was just watching kind of passively and then he just did it um pretty casually and i was just like oh wow rewind it rewatch it 10 times um and all you really do is you just climb out of where uh, the Lost Woods entrance is to, to Zora's River, and then you side hop, and then you roll a couple times to the end. You just have to make sure you get like a upper left up to, you know, northeast kind of angle uh, if you're using the GameCube notches. And then once you're in the right position, you already have the angle. You just side hop like two times and backwalk with with hovers, and it's a straight shoot. But the, a couple other setups, um, you really only have to get the angle. So it's, it's really just a, a matter of setting up that angle and then just going forward and you'll grab the ledge every time. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, I've seen a version coming out of the water, climbing up on the right side, and then basically hovering towards it and just turning at the last second so that you grab the edge.
2: Yeah, the key part with that is making sure you're actually not holding a target before you walk off the ledge because that kind of locks Link's angle in and he can't turn to grab the ledge. But yeah, that's the one you're probably going to use the most because... Most of the time, I'd say seven or eight times out of ten, you're going to be coming up the river from the Lost Witch shortcut. Mm -hmm. And even if you don't, you can just jump into the water, grab the ledge for the angle, and
0: then walk forward. Yeah, you could even back walk into that little pool. It's a little bit faster than jumping because you don't go in the air at all. You just kind of uh, sink in. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Alrighty then so we said at the start that there would be some dungeon strats that would come up that have came up were mentioned you know brought to our attention in the last couple of weeks um the first one of these hasn't been tested thoroughly at this point i don't think or i i'm happy for people to correct us on that one the no- most notable thing is that this is 100 percent useful if you're skull collecting in dodongo's cavern How much it helps your actual routing through the dungeon as a whole is still open. But if you have hover boots at the start, you can basically hover over to the right-hand side with the first switch from the entrance, pretty much, without having to go over the platform with the BMOS on it.
2: Yeah, and the reason we're saying it's not we're not sure how well it works without testing is that you're bypassing the platform cycles as they go up and down, and... Uh, we're not entirely sure how that works coming from the switch that opens the door back to the other side over the moving platforms.
1: Right, you might just end up on the same cycle no matter which way around you go, but if you're going for the skulls in the scarecrow area, then this is definitely useful.
2: It, it certainly has a cool look factor to it, though. Also So <laughs> if if you want to look nice and pretty much just do the same thing, you can go for this. It's not... It doesn't look all that precise,
0: you have to turn your camera
1: angle but you'll also be turning heads in the audience as far as cool looking strats in dc go the the other one is i i cannot imagine that many scenarios where this comes up because you have to be doing dodongo's cavern with long shot on bomb chews at least but this will look this one looks amazing Mm -hmm. i can only recommend checking the video on this one, I'm not going to try and describe everything that's happening, but effectively you blow up the left side lobby chest.
2: Where the map chest is, yeah.
1: Yeah. Using a bomb chew as you're jumping over to the switch on the right, and then you long shot over to that chest later. And it looks impeccable, it's so much faster if you can do it. The only issue there is... Long shot. Yeah.
2: Good luck getting that before you go to DC in most seeds.
0: Yeah, it could be like a barren DC plus it's like Light Medallion or something like that. And I could see happen, but it's really rare. Like well,
2: Also, if it's, it's barren DC, you're not going to waste a chew on that chest. So. Yeah, if you've got right. chews, you yeah. just
1: do that, you know?
2: And there, there's the uh, opening the eyes with the bomb chews from the yeah. floor. Was that included last week? I yeah. believe it. Yeah. Uh. Next on the list, uh, Jabu First Chest Cutscene Skip is what this thing is called. Uh, I think I discovered this accidentally in a multi-world once, and I just never pushed it to anyone. But there is a video that someone else did. Uh, because in the vanilla game, you could go to the room that has the map chest and the first like little tentacle thing. Uh, you could possibly enter that room without the boomerang. The original game devs decided to not lock you in that room. So, when you go in there with the boomerang, with the intent to kill the tentacle, and you also know you don't need the chest, you can kill it and exit the room before the map chest cutscene starts, the tentacle will still be killed, and you can proceed through the rest of the dungeon as normal.
1: I think, yeah, it's really important to emphasize here, you have to know that chest is not anything relevant, because if you do this, the chest will never spawn again it is gone permanently so mm-hmm. if you have a baron jabu hint great go for this if not maybe don't take the risk
2: yeah uh speaking of well actually this isn't related at all Part with the little coffin with stick and not getting frozen by the givdo which uh, i think most of us have been frozen by that givdo uh this is a neat little strat uh that i didn't really think was even possible until i saw the video uh
1: where... I, it's one of those ones where i'm surprised nobody thought of it sooner Yeah, but also i would never have thought of this if i hadn't seen it first
2: so <laughs> yeah. the idea is you, you have link you have the deku stick already out and you get him into his like shielding pose where he's not actually shielding he's just holding a stick in a different way you side hop into the torch side hop out before the gibdon notices
1: to you and that's
2: it <laughs> it looks really awesome
1: yeah, it's it's kind of taking advantage of the fact that the stick is held further to the side during that shielding, not shielding but shield button animation. So where you kind of move in and immediately move out you kind of, you get close enough to the torch to light the stick without getting so close that the Gibdo sees you. It's super impressive and a great way to grab the coffin in bottom of the well if you need whatever's in there and if it's you know i think most people pick up that with a boomerang at this point so if that is your boomerang is the obvious point but also you know if it's anything required and your boomerang's further away or buried in the middle of nowhere do we know how precise it is
2: uh it doesn't look like it maybe getting the angle on it though could be a little tricky
1: Um, i know there was some discussion about figuring out precise, like, setups and exact angles and positions and stuff. And it generally ended up costing more time than just getting screamed at by the Gibdo. Um But also, I don't think it's especially precise. I think it's more a case of the movement has to be fast.
0: Yeah. 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 My only, like, worry is it, it kind of, like, turns into a trick of, like, the Deku Tree hint, um, like the Jabu Switch trick that you can do it's it's just a little bit tight for me
2: yeah and it also looks like you actually have to eyeball this angle a little bit it's definitely something that will take a little more practice than your common setups
1: yeah that one again is you know a couple of weeks at most old at this point i imagine there are visual cues that you could pick up to yeah really make this one work but it hasn't been figured out and optimized just yet
2: Uh, The next one is something I just tried myself and I am using it every chance I get. Uh, Fire Temple, the ground jump in the green block room with hover boots. So this works better with the crouch ground jump method, which I always say is a superior method. Everyone should learn it and not have to use their sword to set it up. But if you know that method and that's your preferred way to set up ground jumps, uh, as you pull up onto the ledge with the second uh, torch slug, you immediately pull out a bomb. You walk toward the place where you're going to cross over to where the switch and the push block is. Uh, drop the bomb, set up the ground jump. And it's basically just a way to get your ground jump sword a lot faster. You can hover across and then do the rest as normal.
0: Um, you don't have to be as delicate with it as if <laughs> you were right next to the switch. Like, you can just. You know just rock it out Get your ground jump and just hover Over there like a maniac and Just get up there and you can even drop a bomb When you ground jump up there too so uh, I I like it for that reason
2: Sorry uh, um, on one hand This is a small time save but also If you're having trouble getting the bomb in the Like precise corner next to the switch To prevent it from hitting it when you're starting the ground
1: jump This is an alternative I think this is just One of those ones where if you have the hover boots it's just strictly better like this i think is just a straight up time save on this one so and hover boots before fire is eh, pretty reasonable a lot of the time fire is logically locked by hover boots so this is definitely one that i would recommend a lot of people learn that it won't save a lot of time but it will save time in most races
2: it just adds to the massive list of things in adult dungeons that are helped by hovers where the devs don't think you'll have them.
1: <laughs> hovers are the best item in the game, confirmed. They really are. <laughs> yeah. But that's the last trick on the list. righty then. So we will have this uh, list updated to the one that we released for the previous episode. will update it we'll link to this episode within that as well as the dungeon episode in case anyone missed that one The list will be updated with all of the tricks we've spoken about today the people that we've want to shout out with those ones they will be on that list as well and yeah if if you see more that you think should be added to that list let us know and we'll try from this point on i think to recap Some of the major tricks as we go through, it might get to the point where we have to do another episode at some point in the future. That's just here's everything since the last time we did this. Yeah, see how that goes.
2: I'm I'm definitely an advocate for adding a segment to this podcast, or like a permanent segment where we just go over like the tricks that were discovered that week or something. Yeah.
1: But for now, I think that will do it for this week. So. I wanna give a huge shout out to everyone, by the way, who followed us on our new Twitter account. We put a poll up in the OOTR Discord. People responded, wanted a Twitter account. So that is up and running. It is OOTR Gossip Stone. Give it a follow there. We'll be regularly posting whenever an episode comes out, whenever there's an announcement about the episodes and future episodes. We'll be retweeting people who are playing the randomizer. So check in. Give us a follow there. Let us know what you think. And for the Gossip Stone, I'm Emo Soda.
2: I'm Tense Doctor.
1: And I'm Yoshikian. And we will see you all next time on the Gossip Stone podcast.